Hi. Welcome, Milo. Hi, and welcome to Gay Out the City. I'm your host, Prince Electro Diamond, and today I am here with star of For the Love of Dilfs, singer-songwriter, Instagram model, OnlyFans content creator, painter, whose book of poems made of for this is coming out soon and is promoting the song Madison Square Garden today. How are you doing today, Bab? Hello. I'm amazing. I'm so happy to be here with you. Yeah. As I said, like, I'm going to tell you this. I don't care about saying this on camera. So, like, you were the you were the person who, like, all of a sudden, like, I have, like, a top five. You knocked Phoenix down to number three. Like, I love. What the hell? <laughs> I love you more than Phoenix now. Cool, cool, cool. It's not a competition, but I am winning. <laughs> well, like, um, who's the hell's number one? Wait, so I'm number two? Yeah. Who's Period. number one? Who's number one? My drag sister. Oh, okay, work. Well, let me tell you right now. Uh, being number two, being number two has always been my my lucky number. So that's really nice. Two has always yeah. been my lucky number. It was my number in soccer when I played soccer. I'm the second born in my family. Number two has always been my lucky number. So I love that. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. I was also the second himbo voted off in the in the show. <laughs> in the show that the Milo didn't fucking watch. <laughs> no. And will not watch. My family watched it. My cousins came up to me at a barbecue yesterday, and they were like, you were so funny on that show. I was yeah. like, okay, cool. Sick. <laughs> no idea. I love you. Work. So where was your favorite place that you've lived? Right here, right now. There's no place like the present. What do you mean? I'm always, I'm a, I'm a child of the now. I'll... I like I like what I'm doing right now. I'm in between Philadelphia and New York, and I'm loving every second of it. How about that? Amazing. Thank you. So, have you ever had to do anything dangerous or legal for money while living among the world? Yeah, of course. Are you <laughs> kidding me? What are you talking? Wait, yeah, of course. <laughs> what do you want? What do you want to know? You want to know like detailed stuff? Um, yeah, I can get into some stories. Um, <laughs> um, God, I don't even know where to begin with that. <laughs> my God, my God, kids at home, don't do what I did. I feel like that's um. No kids are listening to this podcast. Like, okay, well, well, I should say, hopefully, if you're a kid and you are listening to this podcast, welcome. Welcome, and once you're, <laughs> and once you're done, go tell your parents to ground themselves. <laughs> I know. Once you leave a tip, once you leave a tip with your mom's credit card, then go go and yell at your mom. <laughs> um, my God, I don't even know where to begin. Um, okay. Uh, one time when I was in Colorado, the first thing that came to mind when I was in Colorado. I was living out of my car in a Walmart parking lot and I would go on the grinder to like try to find like places to sleep at night because you know you're living in a parking lot, it ain't that glamorous. Don't know what you heard. Yeah. But like and um I've done it before. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's something. But like I would go on grinder and be like, Hey, can I come over and sleep? This one dude who was a doctor, shout out to him. He would he was like, Yeah, totally come over. I'm taking I forget what drug he said he was taking. I was like, sick, cool, whatever. He's like, totally come over. You can sleep here. He was kind of cute, so I thought we were going to do something, too. And yeah. I show up. 
I swear to God, within the first two minutes of me being there, he laid down, knocked out. <laughs> Still breathing. I think he had like, um, this is gonna make me sound like such a bad person. I can't believe you're making me talk about this right off the bat, but it doesn't matter. Anyway, um, he like passed out and I was left alone in a doctor's house. I could have just, I got found a bag and just went around I was like, this is mine. This is my mine. <laughs> it, was like, it was like a little shopping experience of like drugs. I found Adderall. I found like a pocket knife. I took like whatever. I was like, this is mine. Oh, this looks like sterling silver. This is mine. <laughs> like you got to do what you got to do. Sorry to that man. And honestly, I got my comeuppance. So like the next day, he didn't want anything back. I blocked his number, right? Whatever. Yeah. The next day, I get a message from some random phone number. It was this cute dude. Super cute in Colorado. Don't know who he is either. But, like, um, shout out to him. He messaged me, and I was like, did I give you my number? He's like, yeah, totally. Don't blah, blah, blah. Never gave this man my number. Back in the day, I was smoking a lot of weed, too. So, <laughs> But, like, um, he was like, let's meet up. And I was like, okay, I'll come. Whatever. I come over. And, like, he... No, he's like, let me come to you. I was like, well, I'm living on my. He's like, that sounds interesting. Let me blah, blah blah come over. He like came to the Walmart parking lot, got in my car, and like stole the Adderall back, and was like, you dumb bitch, and just left. I was like, I took a lot from that man, but the only thing he wanted back was his Adderall. Work. Of course, you said he's on drugs. He probably crushed him up and snorted him after he got him back. But like, I don't know. That was so. It was honestly, I was impressed. I was like, yeah. you know what? Work. Go ahead, guys. Get your drugs back. Well, of course. I again, I'm not gonna judge you for doing anything. I've had sex for money before too. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I'm the worst escort in the entire world. Uh, my escort days are long behind me, and I'm so such a bad escort. Let me tell you some escorting stories. <laughs> I would show up. Sorry to everybody I've ever escorted for. I would show up and like I can talk. So if you get talking, you can ruin their boner like that. <laughs> like that shit. it is the biggest turnoff if you go around and you like you look at their like pictures on their wall the best first of all anybody if you were actually taking notes don't do what i'm doing but if you're going to do it um get cash up front you show up money in your pocket don't let them see it ever again actually a matter of fact put it in the back of your phone so they can't take your phone away from you you know what i mean don't don't ever let them see that money ever again first and foremost second of all Run your mouth like a tank truck. Look at pictures on the wall. Be like, oh, is that your mom? How did she die? You know what I mean? It doesn't <laughs> matter. It doesn't matter, sis. It doesn't matter. Also, trick of the trade. Don't don't douche. Say you're a bottom and don't douche. If they even get close to there, guess what? Poop on the dick. You go to the bathroom, you douche for 45 minutes. Timer's up an hour later. Oh, my God. I got to go. Sorry. You know what I mean? But you didn't stop the clock. Girl, you didn't tell me to stop the clock. You know what I mean? Because it's like this weird power dynamic as you escort. It's like they want you to like them, right? You're a hot guy in their presence that they're paying to be there. You automatically have this weird upper hand yeah. of like you can you have carte blanche to say and do anything, anything. You could like, and they want you to like them so bad. So you could be like, Oh, can I have a drink? Oh my God, I love that drink. What do you drink normally when you go out to bars? Do you go out around here? 
You know what I mean? Just run your mouth and even be like, and then like get deep. Be like, do you believe in God? You know what I mean? Like anything. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Get them talking. That is how you get out of it. It is in and out. You can waste an hour if you talk. And they'll lay there. They'll try to flirt with you. They'll try to do X, Y, Z. Sis, they cannot maintain a boner. Is Even if they're laying over top of you, keep talking. Keep talking. Run your mouth. And no one said you had to be nice to them either. You do not have to be nice. You do not make fun of them. Poke the bear. If you're going to go escort, do what I do. I've had guys be like, I thought you were so nice. I'm like, you thought wrong. Other, uh, other thing other other thing is, I'm going to add to that, you don't have to come. You don't have to come. You don't have to. <laughs> you don't even have to get naked half the time. You don't have to do anything. You you have full power when you go in. So here, let me tell you a story. Let me tell you a few, <laughs> let me tell you a few stories. One time. I was in Puerto Vallarta escorting and this I was on my way to the to the dude and like I get a grinder notification from these gorgeous men from South from um Salt Lake City they were like ex-Mormon so they had they were so beautiful they were so beautiful they were a couple they're yeah. like they're like you come over to our hotel we're here and I was like literally give me 30 minutes I'll be there I showed up up to this dude's house. The dude's pay me, got the money, whatever, put it in my phone. And I was like, all right, so can we make this quick? Because I want to go fuck these two guys right now. And I was like, he's like, but I like said it in like the gayest way I could. I didn't say it like that. I was like, can we like hurry up? Because like, I'm about to, you know what I mean? It's a, it's total shift from being like, hey man, what up? They don't care about that. They don't, they don't. They don't want the faggy blah blah blah. They want you to show and be like, "Hey, bro." And so I played off that. He was like, um, "He was like, uh, I thought you were gonna be different." I was like, "What's wrong, babe? I'm not what you wanted. I'm not. I'm not the." Ooh. And I was like, sat on the bed. I was like, to- "I was like, this poor man." I was like, <laughs> "I was like, what's wrong? You can't get a boner. What's wrong? I don't turn you on. Oh no! Literally for like." 10 minutes I was doing this and like he was like he was like well I already paid for the hour so you're gonna sit here and I was like okay whatever you want oh no like I I just like went on this poor man and like he's sitting there on the edge of the bed watching his sad porn from Pornhub jerking off trying to make, get a boner and he's like eventually I'm like over there like doing like yoga or something like I like, was doing like backbends <laughs> like pretending I was even present <laughs> and he goes okay you can go i was like okay bye and I, boop, and on my way out he's like but i want my money back i was like no you already paid me to be here i don't care what we did here you paid me no 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 see okay. i i only did it once i didn't get the money up front but i did get paid like Honey, guy guy came in up front i don't know if you're yeah. crazy or not no guy came into came into my place he said he wanted to suck my dick. He sucked my dick for two seconds. Gave me a hundred dollars. Walked out. Period. E- easiest money I ever made. Period. <laughs> One time when I was in um, Pensacola, <laughs> this dude once once a week would pay me to come over, rub my feet. He would put on HBO, roll me a blunt, and for like an entire movie, he would rub my feet, and I'd like sit there and watch like an HBO movie, smoking a blunt. And after the end of the movie, I'd get up. He'd pay me two hundred dollars. Everybody didn't even want to do anything else, just rub my feet. 
It was awesome. It was wow. my favorite deal in the world. <laughs> uh, shout out to him too. He, uh, active listener of the pod. <laughs> I, don't I don't know where he is, but shout out. Work. So. <laughs> I hate that we started this interview like this. <laughs> don't Ew. worry. Girl, we're about to go dark, believe it or not. Sick. <laughs> okay, so so being an artist, have you ever felt that being in this world was too much for you? Like if you, you need like, me to explain that question, I can. Talking about suicide? Yes. <laughs> um, I mean, like, I've had, like, suicidal thoughts, but I also think, like, suicide is, like, the most selfish thing that you can do. I think it's like, you know what I mean? If your time to go comes, let it come. But like, don't force it. First rule of yoga, don't force anything. And so yeah. like, eventually, you know what I mean? When you're ready to go, when you're meant to go out, you will go out, trust. You know, but like, if you're still here, guess what? You're here for a reason. And that's me being, that's me being, a poet before anything else i guess where like i truly believe that there's a rhyme and reason for everything and so if you're here you're meant to be here and so just keep going you know if you're uh if you're going through hell the best way to get out is through and why not dance while you're doing it you know and so like yeah but like of course i mean like i think like any artist is constantly conflicted with turmoil you know, you're choosing to be a creative. You're choosing to live with, um, you know, creativity yeah. comes from that, those places of the, like, to make yourself feel better. You know what I mean? Those, you want to feel, you want the world to feel good because something in you is not, you know what I mean? Of course. But like, there's also that thing that you have to nurture in yourself. That's something that you have to, you know, you have to live with as a creative. It's okay you're you're it yeah it, but you're you're meant to be here and so i think like and it's not just for you it's for other people around you you know there's if you want to end it i mean for you you're selfish you know what i mean like sorry i don't have sympathy for you as a suicide person as somebody who's dealt with somebody who's like my ex killed himself right yeah so like i think like he is the most selfish motherfucker in the world because of it. I miss him every day, and it's constantly this sense of frustration whenever I think about him. But at the end of the day, he didn't do it. He wasn't thinking about anybody else in his life. He was thinking about himself. That's how I go. That's how I always thought about it. And like, if he would have reached out to people and said, "Hey, I need help," we would have been there to help him. Even more selfish. See, I'm. Okay, I'm gonna take a little bit more of an empathetic approach because I've been there twice myself. Well, so, I'm like, empathetic towards the people in the life that have lost that person. Yeah, sure. But yeah, because death doesn't affect anybody else. Doesn't affect but you. It you affects know what I mean? them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry to everyone in like in, in the suicidal person's life who have actually went through with it because that's crazy. But no. I'll, okay, I'll say this. The first time I had to be talked down. Second time, 
I kind of knew I didn't want to do it, but it's like I felt so lost. Like, yeah. But I mean, obviously, I'm still here, girl. So like, I found. Well, there's like that thing. It's like um, you have a a spice. What is that? The joy de v that like reason for the for getting up in the morning. Yeah. I mean, like, there's life is amazing. Life is incredible. Like, like the fact that we're here. And the fact that you can experience a day and the fact that you can experience what's happening right now. Yeah. That literally, because no religion has been able to tell us otherwise, that is literally a once in a lifetime opportunity. It's <laughs> not to feel like corny like that, but like you have one chance at this. As far as we know, you know yeah. I mean? other religions have argued, you know, what I mean, you come back, blah, 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 whatever. But like, you really, as far as you can physically prove, this is it. This is it. And guess what? You maybe, Max, have 80, 90 years, maybe 100 if you're lucky, to do it. Yeah. Go do it. You know what I mean? And have, and towards the end, you mean, think about it. The first 20, you're still figuring out who you are. And then the last 20, you're like decaying, right? You're constantly in a state of decay. We're constantly, it's just like this state, I don't know. It is wild. It is wild. So, like, maybe you got like maybe sixty years, max. So, if you're that depressed, if you're that sad, guess what? Just give it sixty years, girl. You're gonna die anyway. We're all dying. Might as well try your best while you're here. See, don't be, and don't be crazy. Don't be selfish. I look okay. I look at all the positives now. Like, I try and look at the positive. If I had died, I wouldn't be here talking to Milo. Like, right. I mean, like, no, I don't. And plus, like, and that was worth me living. Period. Getting to meet you. Thank you. My God. Keep going. (laughs) (laughs) See, Uh, (laughs) see, this is why. This is why I did this at the beginning of this podcast because I did it towards the end. The last time I did was with Phoenix, and I had to go an extra ten minutes because I had to dig myself out of a hole. Because <laughs> I'm like, I'm not ending on this like sad note. Like, no. Well, <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, I don't think. I don't know. The only reason I don't think death is sad. You know, the only reason life has meaning is because it ends. I like. Right. You know what I mean? So like, it's a journey. You know, but I don't know. I don't think it's sad. Death is just the beginning. Okay. Let's see. I'll skip that one. So, (laughs) what one? Well, here's the thing. I know you want a timeline. I wrote a lot of questions. Fine. Fine. Yeah, I'll skip that one. How old were you the first time you had sex? I don't know. Um. Because I want to see if, like, the freak theory was, like, you were later like I was. like. No, the first time I had sex, I think it was, oh, it was 14 years old. See, <laughs> freaks, fr- freaks have it good. I was fucking 23. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. No, yeah, I, I, was in the, <laughs> I was in the skating rink with Michael Kennedy. Uh, and I thought he was so cute. And he, um... Uh, he worked at Hot Topic. 
<laughs> he was so he was so cute. He had gauges and he had tattoos. And he was only like 16. I was like, oh my god, you're so hot. And like we met at like a never shout never concert. Oh my god, this is showing you who I was as a kid. And then like um we in the Olympic skating rink, bitch, he tore me apart. Because I was like, I want to have sex so bad. And I, we didn't know how to do it. And I did not do it or anything. It was so gross. It was so bad. But it happened. But I was oh like, I just knew it needed to happen. Mm. <laughs> anyway, shout yeah. out to Michael. I don't know. Oh, he, he, uh, I, don't, I don't know what he's doing these days. Last I heard, he like travels with like some kind of band. He's not in the band, but he like works for them. That's the last I heard, but he's still super cool. Well, first of all, I love how Tomilo says he didn't douche. I've douched never. I just know how to time oh. out shit. I know no, how to no, time no, out no, everything. No. He didn't douche. I didn't douche. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. No, these days, it's squeaky clean always. These days, I only present a clean workspace. <laughs> every, every man deserves a clean workspace. Well, here's the thing. I this is my thing. I start out good, and then if you go like three, four loads, you're able to put in me. Then, <laughs> my God, my God, love is in the air. <laughs> well, I will. I will say this, girl. My friends with benefits is a black dude, and he's a multi-comer. What is that? Oh, work. I was like, what's skin color have to do with anything? But good for you. Work. We love to see it. Well, what do you mean? Well, okay, let me put it this way. Being a um thicker bitch, I got used to being with black and Latino guys because white guys were scared to come towards me. Well, okay. Yeah, white guys like the same thing always, always, this all, all over and over again. Well, actually, I'll use Elise Lamp and Ellie joke for this. I could have had a hot black dude or Jared from Subway. Like, <laughs> that's literally. <laughs> that's tea. <laughs> that's tea. That sucks. <laughs> but I'm not mad. Well, for well, well, first of all, from just... Subway would suck. Let's put it that way. Never happened. Never gonna happen. Never gonna happen. No. Like I have a standard. <laughs> I wore these glasses today in honor of you, because I know that you always rock the glasses for your thing. Yeah. Yes. It's giving Elton John though, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Cool. Because let me put it this, <laughs> let me put it this way: if I put my standard to um black guys to like every white guy I fuck, they'd have to look like DeMilo. Like, that's just... <laughs> wow. Especially in this, these glasses right now, my mom's shirt on. <laughs> I told you I didn't do laundry before we started. I didn't do laundry. My room is a mess. And literally, this is my mom's shirt. Shout out to her, too. Active listener of the pod as well. Good. <laughs> Girl, I would have told you you wouldn't have to wear a shirt. I'll fucking care. <laughs> no, I know. I don't have to do anything. I don't want to, but I want to. Right. I want to look somewhat decent. Sorry. Work. So. <clears throat> Bad noises. You keep making noises. I'm trying to figure out what question I want to ask. <laughs> okay. 
so what's your dating life been like oh my god okay so um met this boy at this festival i won't say which one and i won't say which boy whatever so that we can keep it ambiguous um <clears throat> and um he and i had like this nice thing going for a few months and then um like we i write i wrote like a lot of poetry about him and like he would send me his poetry we had like a nice connection at least i thought so call each other like once a every like every other day or whatever and like you know i mean text every day we went to like we like trips together we uh we saw like shows together it was cute i bought him flowers on like the first date sex was good made him come every single time super hot super beautiful i don't know and then towards the end of the relationship like he like got distant like for like the last week he like kept me at like arms like and i was just like hello can we like can we not can you actually if you don't want to be with me don't ghost me look me in my face and say it to me you know what i mean so i was in new york he lives in he lives in new york and like yes. um a friend of mine was like he's at this bar and so i went to that bar i left this party right for like out uh magazine i left this party i was like yeah. literally hanging out with uh some I don't know, rubbing shoulders with like Aquaria and Big Frida. You know what I mean? Like I was like, I was Work. like, I was like, I left. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go deal with my emotional turmoil. So I showed up. <clears throat> this bar was like, hey, we're gonna go talk. Didn't even give him the option. I was like, hey, we're gonna go talk. Come on. And I like brought him outside and like walked on the street with him. And I was like, so like you're keeping me here, and I want to be here, but let like, you're keeping me here. If you don't want me to be here, you have to say that because communication is everything. Because if you don't want me in your life, guess what? I don't have to be in your life. You know, I know that you like me because obviously we took trips together. We did all this stuff. That's cool. You can like me. It's okay to like me. But what happened was he sat, we went to, um, we started talking on the train and we got off at Madison Square Garden. And then like he uh, sat there and he said to me in my face, he said, you know, I think, I can't give you the type of love that you deserve. And that's such a cop out. And that's such a cop out where I was like, no, you're a coward. You like me. And as soon as I told you that I loved you, you started freaking out. That's what had happened. As soon as I said that when that last trip that we took, you started pulling away because you're scared to like somebody because then it's real. Then it's serious. You know what I mean? No, no, yeah. no, 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 no. You can't don't piss on my leg and tell me it's raining. You know what I mean? I <laughs> no. And so I the last with tears rolling down my face, I the last train comes and I was like, You're a fucking coward. You like me and you don't want to admit it. Go on that train because I'm I'm done with you. And then I watched him roll away on the I don't even remember E train or whatever. And then I collapsed to the floor and cried. And that's the last time that's the last time I saw from him. And so I'm still in this ambiguous state without closure. And yet it's funny because his roommates and I are friends and his roommates will text me and be like, hey, do you want to come hang out? I'm like, I literally can't. I literally can't show up to your apartment or be around you two, even though we're friends because of homeboy. 
because I can't be around homeboy without him coming to me first, but he won't do it because he's an immature baby. And yeah, I know it's stupid to be fucked up over an immature baby, but I, I mean, that's kind of what my writing has all been about was like this self-healing process of like, honestly, if someone's treating you like that, you deserve better. You know what I mean? And so it's this new level of, I don't know, self-respect, you know, stop chasing waterfalls kind of bullshit. And um, literally, that's the song from promoting today. That's Madison Square Garden. Um, okay. would, you, would you like to hear it? You want to go ahead and do it now? Yeah. Well, actually, wait. We can actually, do it before. now. We can do it now, and then we can continue the interview after. Okay. While you're tu- actually, while you're tuning a little bit, I'll tell you my story of my dating life. So I had an ex who we lived together. We moved in seven months like into the relationship. One day, like we were like getting more and more distant, as you said. We um I got a note with a key in the door and she said and basically he told me that I'm, tra- I'm transitioning. And it was great being with you, basically. But I know you don't won't accept me for the way that I am. And that was it. So he was or she was a man now. Man. Now transition to a woman. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, would you have been with her if after the? I said. I was saying no beforehand, but it's like, I might have been able to change my mind. I don't know. I mean, they could have said that to you in person, but it probably is yeah. heartbreaking and hard. I'm so sorry yeah. that happened to you. Yeah. Thank you. Hey, um, this one goes out to all the broken-hearted people, I guess. <laughs> I'm a fool, and that's a chain. What to do? Things change. I got one foot on the platform, the other on the train. I don't want to go, but I don't want to stay. Broken hearted at Madison Square Garden. Broken hearted.
you told me to leave you alone. I'ma say, come on home. I thought you said, take it easy. But your love is too strong. Oh, told me to leave you alone. I'ma say, come on home. The doctor said, take it easy. But your love is too strong. Oh, oh, broken hearted. Madison Square Garden, broken hearted. Madison Square, if you can Thank you. <laughs> Girl, I gotta be honest with you. I'm so glad that, that my stage look is requires sunglasses because like every time I, I every time I hear you perform, I'm not kidding, I tear up a little bit. <laughs> my god, thank you. You're welcome. Not a broken hearted song from that kind of artistry too. <laughs> but that's what that it is it is what it is. You know what I mean? I literally yeah. wrote that hook. I was like, I collapsed to the floor and cried. I was like, not me singing, sitting there crying, be like, fucking hearted. <laughs> it matters in square, got it. It is what it is. And what it's also have? like the shout out to um, Aretha, you know, Chain of Fools. It's not me, it's the chain. Yeah. You know, shout out, shout out Aretha. We'll see. And it's also in some ways work. That's actually kind of okay. So I'm gonna one of my songs that I actually posted that like I say harkens back to like the old like not the 60s but like the 50s. So do you know the song um Leader of the Pack by the Shangri Laws? No, but I'll look it up here. I'll look it up for later after the pod. Yeah. yeah. So basically it's this song about this woman about how she falls in love with a bad boy. I don't want to tell you. So it tells the story of the song. So I did a song called Harley Davidson Lover, which kind of goes along that vroom. same lines. Vroom, except vroom. Except, <laughs> my, except I always say mine's like the gay, like raunchier version of that. Mm, mm -hmm. Love like it. I, I use like instead of like actually just saying stuff, I use like this is back when I was innocent and a virgin. So I use like I use like innuendo words. Mm. Mm -mm. <laughs> Not innocent in a version. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had to fucking be. Right. Like, okay. I did. Remember, I was older than you. I wasn't 14. <laughs> I know. No, it's okay. I get it. Not all of us are sluts at 14 years old. Look, I thought I had like the one opportunity and I was going to take it. You know what I mean? I was like, this is it. In my mind, in my 14-year-old head, I was like, this is the only moment I have. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, when else am I going to get this? That's, that's why I did what I did. <laughs> right. <gasps> Little did I know. I was going to well, be also, a slut forever. So. Also, I wasn't out that young either. Like, that's... Oh, that's right. 
I, I didn't come out until I was like 18. So like, yeah, we talked about that. That's yeah. right. Oh my god, I couldn't even imagine. Well, because you were in Philadelphia, I was in Florida. Right, but also, sorry, I remember like last time we um we talked. You told me about how like your upbringing was like super strict and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. Like I came I came home and told my mom that I was outed at school, and she was like. Okay, we're having meatloaf for dinner. Like she like, <laughs> <laughs> like it was like like Trixie Mattel when she says that she came out to her parents. She said it was like telling them a joke that they already knew the punchline to. That's what it felt like for me. It was yeah. like ta- it was telling them a joke that they already knew the punchline to. I was like, okay, cool, good talk. Right. So okay. I know you're trying to distance yourself from this, but I'm just curious about what made you start. So what made you start doing OnlyFans? I got accepted into um, Paul McCartney's Liverpool Institute of Performing Arts in the UK. I was like living in um, my parents' house during the pandemic for the first time in like years. And I was playing music around the house. And my mom was like, you're really good at this. You should go to school. My mom's a teacher, right? Whatever. Yeah. And like, she thinks like if you gotta be successful, you're gonna go and um, go to school for it. And so, uh, <laughs> whatever. Sorry. But like, no, yeah. Our school's a joke, fam. If you want to go make art, go make art. You don't need to go to school. Yeah. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Don't don't. You're not going to school to be a doctor or a lawyer. What are you doing all that school for? It don't matter. Yeah. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter. But like, um, I was like, okay, well, if you uh want to see me go to school, go ahead. So she submitted my work to different music schools around the world and i got accepted into that one uh, lipa and they only accept like four percent of people and i remember like during my audition i was sitting literally sitting right here like talking to them over skype because it was like whatever yeah and like they were like can you uh on your piano next got a piano right here they're like on your piano can you um do like a c sharp my blah 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 i forget exactly what the chord they asked me i was like no they're like how's your music theory i was like I don't know her. Never heard. <laughs> I was like, I was like, they're like, can you sight read? I was like, mm-mm. <laughs> they're like, then what can you do? And I was like, uh, I can play you some songs. And then I sat there and played them like two songs. And then like afterwards, they're like, okay, cool. We'll be in touch. And they like hung up after like, and I was like, that didn't go well. And then literally two weeks later, they mailed, they sent me a like an acceptance letter that congratulations, you got accepted into Lipa. And I was like, hello? Yeah. Isn't that wild? And like, they only accept 4% of people. So I thought that was so cool. And I was like, okay, how am I going to pay for that? And then literally that night, as I'm sitting there thinking, how am I going to pay for it? I get this message from my one neighbor. And he was just like, hey, can you, you're, you're, you're looking really good these days. Can you, uh, can I take some photos of you? And I was like, hmm. And then like the wheel started turning. I was like, should I? Because I was also during the pandemic. I also uh, quit smoking and it became like a a fitness freak because I like had to replace smoking with fitness, right? And so like yeah. I started, my body started developing away from like a smoker's body and into this current body that I have. And I was like, maybe I should pursue. Maybe I should pursue OnlyFans. And then like I took some photos with him and I was like, kind of like flirting with the idea still. And then I posted these photos on my Instagram. And then Mark Henderson, the famous photographer who is down in Dallas, he's literally shot everybody in the industry and 
then some. And um, he messages me. I literally had like a thousand followers at the time. And he was like, hey, let me fly you down. I'm going to pay you $500 for two days. And we're going to shoot tons of beautiful photos. And I was like, absolutely. And when I got down there, he and I had this heart to heart. And he was like, you need to do OnlyFans. He's like, you just go, just go do it. He's like, you'll make so much money. And like literally the next, that night, my first video on OnlyFans is in the bathroom of Mark Henderson's house. And, <laughs> and so like um, he, and like literally the first month that I made it, I made enough money to pay off my first year's tuition. Within the first month, isn't that nuts? Yeah. Crazy, it, nuts. And then it's just kind of been, the balls just kind of been rolling. Ever, and then I like ended up uh, becoming my, following just kind of grew astronomically over that summer more fat so fast i didn't even like have time to process how fast and then um i was like working with photographers left right and center i was flying across the united states all the time when everyone else was like they were like stay home it's pandemic i was traveling like a motherfucker i was everywhere yeah and so like um and then eventually i ended up going to this school after like building this little like slice of i don't even know celebrity whatever gay celebrity gay celebrity and then uh i was like i don't know i i ended up going to this school and i was with a bunch of like 18 year old 19 year old um bitches from across europe who <laughs> <laughs> they were straight bitches i hated them no i didn't hate them they were just so pretentious and annoying and they were just like kids and like they didn't know who they were and their parents you could tell their parents paid for them to be there and like they were just all out of high school and i'm like i'm like sis i sold my body to be here like you we are not the same don't look at me don't think about me i was very that i was like and was okay like, okay but carl i know you well enough you fucking hated them like <laughs> i hated them and like <laughs> it was so funny like i was closer to my professors than i was any of my peers literally my like I remember like the like first month of being there, I would go out to like bass shows and like whatever, all these different shows. Cause I'm a musician. I like to see music. Yeah. And then like, I would look over and who's standing next to me, but my fucking professor, you know what I mean? Because he was like 29 and I was like 25 at the time. So he yeah. was closer to my age than these fucking kids were. And I was like, and then I would go back to, I would go back to like, um, I go back to class the next day and, uh, be like, dude, caribou last night he'd be like caribou last... you know what i mean it was like yeah what are we what are we doing here and like literally one day him and i were sitting outside of this club <laughs> having a drink the one professor i actually liked and um i was like i hate being at this school and like he'd be like you know you don't have to be here right i was like what are you talking about he was like you your stuff what you make is so heartfelt he's like this is not for you He's like, you just need to come here and get the confidence and maybe a little bit of education. But he's like, you don't need to be here. He's like, you got all you needed to know. He told me, he's like, go somewhere like Berlin, London, um, uh, Austin, New York, LA, and just sell your shit. Just go make it. Just go do it. He's like, you got the confidence. You have it. Just go do it. That's all I needed. I went right to that register's office. I sat down. I was like, y'all lied to me. Y'all bamboozled me. Y'all hoodwinked me. I turned into Alyssa Edwards. I was like, I want my money back. I want, <laughs> I went down the list. 
I was like, I want all my money back. I want you to pay for my, uh, uh, the rest of my year's rent because you guys put me into the school and now I have to stay. I signed a contract to be here now. It was just so much. I just went down the list, and they're like, oh, we can give you your money, blah blah blah. But I already paid for like the year's thing, so then like the rest of the year I just like spent in the UK, bopping around, and then um, last May I moved to Austin, wrote pop music, got on that TV show. Had my residency in um, Puerto Vallarta, did an East Coast tour, went back to Europe, did a, like a modeling tour across Europe, just uh, got back to Philadelphia because my lease is up and was up in May in Austin. I was tired of paying rent for somewhere I was never. And now I'm solitaire card reader. She told me to start painting and I'm painting and writing this next album. <laughs> and now I'm sitting here talking See, to you. Yeah. I mean, I get that because, like, again, I've also been to, like, I've been to school for music. Let me tell you. Stupid. I, I did not change one fucking thing about the way I did things. And, in fact, when I used to make beats, people would be over there making all this complex shit. And they're like, your sound's so simple. I'm like, just fucking wait till I lay my vocals down on this track. It's all going to make sense once you hear my vocals on it. Mm. I don't know. I liked what other kids. I liked like um, some of the people there. What they were doing, they were interesting. Like I still have friends there. I have some friends there. I, I but for the most part, I hated a lot of people there. But the I like the select like five people I liked at that school were doing interesting things. And also at the same time, like I don't know, music's about playing. It's about having fun and going to school and learning like. This blah blah blah, 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 like it's not math. It's just go play how you feel. You know, it's like that's the that's kind of like the truth of life too. It's like you you're here to play. You're here to have fun. There's no destination to get to. There's no proper way to do anything. It is. It just is about having fun. You know, you don't say you you, you don't say that you um play the you don't say that you do the piano. You don't say that you do the guitar. What do you say? You, you say play. you play. Well, you know what I mean? If there was a point to get somewhere in like art, all the dancers would run to a certain spot on the floor because that's where they're supposed to be. You know what I mean? Or it's like um, you go to a concert, you hear one giant crashing note and I'd be it. Or like um, it's not about that. It's about playing how you feel. And that's kind of the point of like life too. There's no end destination. Why can't heaven be right here right now? There's no, right. you know what I mean? Why can't that be the moment? We're supposed to be here. We're supposed to have fun, you know, but we're also conditioned to be like, you know, you go, you get a school so you can get a college, you go to college, you get a job, you go to a job so you can retire, you retire, you become a good person, you go to heaven, you go blah, 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 blah. No, it's just here right now. That's it. You know that song Billy, by Billy Joel? The, you know, um, he says like, you can get what you want or you can just get old. Vienna waits for you, bitch. Yeah. Go to Vienna. You know what I mean? Don't wait. Don't wait. You're going to get old. Go. You know what I mean? Says, go. Vanda waits for you. She's waiting. Go get her. See, to your point of this, like, my whole thing. So I went to school for audio engineering and music production. I hate audio engineering. I love music production because music producing is actually creative. Audio engineering is being a board pusher. It was a board pusher, but also, like, formulaic. 
yeah, that's why that's why like I am like I got out of school. I'm like, God, I hate this, but I kept on producing music because that's always what I wanted to do anyway. I always um, I was the I was the only one who said in the class, I want to be a fucking artist. Mm. Like and, I'm here because my dad wanted me to like have a plan after I dropped out of college. I want to be an artist. Same and never look back. <laughs> well, I gotta go here soon, so I got time for maybe one more question. Okay. Make, it, make it good. Um. <laughs> well, you said make it good. I write. I write all good questions, girl. <laughs> True. So okay, then I guess I'll ask you the question that I ask every guest. What's the biggest misconception about you? Misconception. Um. Well, if you can make this, I, I don't make know. this one short. If you I make this one short, well, I, <laughs> I got another I, one. <laughs> I don't know if I have any. If you have a misconception about me, keep thinking it, because let me surprise you. You know, and my grandpa always said, never educate your opponent. So whatever you think my, your misconception is about me, keep thinking it. Just wait. Okay. <laughs> See, that one's short, so I'm not going <laughs> to ask you another question. So, okay. um, Have you ever suffered with body insecurities? All the time. I'm currently doing it right now. I have an addiction to Dunkin' Donuts, and I hate myself every morning that I go to Dunkin' Donuts. But I can't stop going to Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> but uh, absolutely. Are you kidding? Yes, I do. Uh, I think everyone does. Everyone, everyone has body dysmorphia. Just you know, what I mean, I had, I had the um, to that what? point, I had the biggest yeah, work. <laughs> <laughs> girl i had the biggest body dysmorphia because first of all okay so i'll say this i'm six foot three in my mind i thought i should weigh 150 pounds mm. and no, i'm like i mean you're supposed you, to, you're exactly where you're supposed to be yeah you, you can't change it, go change it i can't well i can't weigh 150 pounds anyway that'd be mean i'm anorexic like right. that's crazy <laughs> no just gotta you know what i mean no you can't do that I don't know. Yeah. I'm I'm like five foot nine, and so sometimes I have bias more you about like, am I too short? But I'm like, no, dude, you're literally average height. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I'm literally like five nine, five ten is literally like average. That is the average yeah. human being height. So I'm like, that's bias morphia. You're not too you're not too tall. You're not too short. You know what I mean? It is what it is. Yeah. But and plus, <sighs> and plus, and plus, like. First of all, I always like to say this because I like to prove to people that even pretty people have problems. <laughs> Everyone has problems. But also, I mean, Confucius says there are no problems, only opportunities. Right. So if you want to go like, if you want to think about it that way. But that's just me being a Zen person. Whatever. Oh. <laughs> this is me. This is me being annoying. <laughs> Never. Me annoying, not on brand. <laughs> well, okay. Some pe some people may say you're annoying. Um, I don't. I, I like you. I don't. Fuck what everybody else says. Literally, I have to say this. Fuck if my friends want you here. I like you. That's why you're here. Your friends don't want me here. That's funny. No, I didn't. I did. I say that. No, I said fuck if my fans don't want you here. That's hi, what I said. Hi, hi haters. I love you. <laughs> 
thanks for giving no, me so much attention. No, okay. I will say this. I'll give you one positive. My um one of my biggest fans like watched the video as soon as I posted it up on YouTube and said I love his energy. <laughs> my god, thank you. Like I love your energy. I love your energy too. Like bro, love is in the air. Hello, look. <laughs> I love I love being here. I'll come back anytime, but I do have to go here soon. Yeah, I know. Mm -hmm. As I say, like literally, I said this to Phoenix before. I changed my mind now. So, like, I said I could never host this show with anyone else but you. I could host the show with you any fucking day. Like, oh my god, that's so nice. I don't know if I have the energy to do a podcast though. I love people who do podcasts. I'll come on and talk about me, but I do not care about other people. <laughs> That sounds so mean, but like I do care about other people. But like I don't want to sit here. That's an that's a whole. I have ADHD. I can barely talk about myself for an hour. You know what I mean? We're like, yeah. You sit there and also like, I got my own things going on. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't have time to sit here and be like, I don't know. So where were you born? I don't care. <laughs> that sounds so I, mean, but like, no, I'm not. I'm not talking about at this point. I'm talking about at some point. I'm going to get bored interviewing people. Oh, I know it. Well, good luck. Good luck to you, honey. I mean, it's not, I'm not there yet. Like, I figure, like three, four years down the road, I might want to change my mind. But like, mm -hmm. <laughs> or you never know. You know what I mean? Yeah. You could be the next Duncan Trussell, where your shit just blows up. That'd be awesome. That's what I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward mm -hmm. to that day when oh. I can get a sponsor. <laughs> when I could, when I can wear a grinder shirt and they actually be like, "Grinder sponsored me today." Work. Love Instead it. of like, no. Oh, Grinder sponsor me. This Grinder, active <laughs> listener of the pod. Grinder sponsor us. I would love. <laughs> I would love to be sponsored by Grinder. I think that's so funny. <laughs> zero feet away. I want. I want to show this as zero feet away in the Grinder um, font. <laughs> they probably do make this. Like I bought this online. Like it's yeah. not like Grinder gave this to me. Are you wearing Grinder gear right now? Let me see. Yeah, you this are, grind bro. Grinder. That's funny. I want one. Yeah. I don't remember where I got it. It don't matter. Anyway, let's sign off. Yeah. Anyway, so this has been Gay Out the City with my favorite guest, Demilo. And Thank you hope guys. to see you again soon. Thank you. Go follow me on everything at XO Demilo. Yeah. Bye. Bye.